Welcome to High Vibe In It with your hosts, Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. Are you ready to make the most of your life, manifesting your inner desires while living a more aligned, inspired life? Start here. Now, here's Kelsey and Lindsay. Hey guys, Lindsay Robinson here, certified hypnotherapist and mindset coach. I help women release subconscious blocks and fix what's going on behind the scenes so that you can figure out what you want and go and get it. So today, first of all, this is High Vibe In It. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with my co-host, Kelsey, who's going to introduce herself in a second. But I hope you guys all had a great new year and a great holiday. And uh, yeah, Kelsey, hi. Hey, I'm Kelsey. Uh, If you guys are new to the show, welcome. This is the place where we help to inspire you every Monday and give you really practical, down-to-earth, spiritual tips, which I know sounds contradictory, but we're practical gals living in like a woo space. So we like to make the metaphysical more approachable. So here we are today Mm -hmm. helping you guys to do just that. Um, And I'm an inspirational blogger and author. So I do this also on my blog and Lindsay and I are friends and we started this show and we like it. So yeah. Yep. (laughs) And we like it and we're pretty good at it by now, I hope. Um, Because all we do is talk about stuff that interests us and apparently it interests you guys too. So who, who cares? I mean, who, who can say that's bad? That's a great thing. Um, I'm excited to talk about the topic today because we're starting a new year. We're starting, you know, a new decade. And this, from what Kelsey and I have discussed very briefly before before the show, and it's going to be a really fun conversation, is that this is basically page one, the first chapter to getting what you want in life and to really going after your badass life and what Kelsey would say, winning at life. And that is what, Kelsey? What are we talking about? Okay. So today we are talking about boundaries, values, and preferences, and how knowing these and getting clear around them and discovering them for yourself is like number one place to start if you want to have an awesome life. Because everybody has different boundaries, different preferences, and different values. So if you spend a good amount of time trying to figure that out about yourself, we're talking about doing self-discovery work to see what do I prefer, what are my values, what are my boundaries – Um, when you know those things, it is so much easier to have a clear path to get to where you want to go. And it's so easy to choose things from a place of empowerment. Like I know myself, yes to this thing, no to this thing. That's a hard pass. That's a hell yeah. Like you can have so much clarity when you really know these things about yourself. So today we're going to dive in, give some examples, um, help you to maybe, um, find out how you can do this because, I think in the law of attraction and manifesting space, we like to think that just setting our intentions is enough. And like, that's a big part of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we love that and it's fun and it's powerful, but like, how are you going to get to those intentions if you don't know what you value or what you prefer or what your boundaries are? So that's where we're going to start. We're going to kind of rewind a little bit and go back to the playing field because I feel like this isn't something that we, a lot of people consciously do. We a lot of us have boundaries and values and preferences. We all do, but do you know what they are? Because knowing what they are is what makes it more powerful of a tool for you. Yeah. And it's also, I think this is probably going to be step two or, you know, the next step after this, which would be like, yes, now that you know them or now that you're familiar with what you prefer and what you won't budge on, you, how important is it to you to stick to it? 
because we've all tried. Mm -hmm. We've tried to achieve that goal or to get to that next level with without clearing our boundaries or without having clear limits or clear um, sacred space to allow it to happen. And it's never worked, I, at least for me. Like if I don't have priorities and boundaries around my goal and what's important to me, it's just going to fall flat on its face because you don't have that foundation to like lift it up and back it up, you know? Yeah, because boundaries create a container, right? So you know what's exactly. in your container and what's out of your container, what you're willing to tolerate and what you're not willing to tolerate. And when you stick to your boundaries, then you can live a really great life because let's say oh, – perfect example that's coming to me. In relationships, if you have um, certain preferences for your partner to be um, a certain way or let's just go really like – a general example a lot of people can relate to. Let's say you prefer to have a monogamous relationship and your partner cheats on you. If you want to stick to your boundary, then you would probably say, you're not the partner for me. This isn't compatible. Um, <laughs> go do you and I'll do me. Like that's you sticking to a boundary. It's not always pretty. but That it's is absolutely the most perfect example because we want to stick to our boundaries and we want to be uh, honoring of ourselves until it hurts. And then, exactly. and then we're like, Ooh, do, do I really, maybe just this once I'll just like ignore my boundary and it'll yeah, be Yeah. And I'm not saying if someone cheats on you, you have to dump them. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just giving an example to show that like your boundaries will be tested in life. And right. the more you can stick to them, the more empowered you're going to feel and the more you're going to have space for what you want. Because this partner, if you're monogamous, they're taking up the space of partner in your life. There's no yeah. more room for a new person. It's just you and this person. If this partnership is not working for you because it's going against your boundaries, if you stick to your boundaries and say, I'm going to make space for a new partner and you kick that partner to the curb, so to speak, then now you have space for a new partner that can give you what you want and what you need and can be compatible with your boundaries. Yeah. And I'm absolutely saying if that's your boundary and someone breaks that boundary, you have an obligation to yourself to either stick to the boundary and leave them or change your boundary. That's okay too. If something happens and you're like, well, that's, I just don't want to, that to be my boundary anymore. So now it's going to be okay for whatever incident it was to happen again. And I'm okay with that. I've made my peace with that. And we both are clear that that's the expectation. Great. Nobody's telling you how to live your life, but we are saying it is important once you have those clear boundaries and everybody knows that that's your boundary and they break it anyway, you owe it to yourself to do something about it or lose the boundary or just don't have that boundary. Or don't be upset when the boundary keeps, when <laughs> yeah. you keep letting it get broken. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna hurt sometimes. It just is. That's life. But you, you know, it's you know, it I is like for universe, me to say this because I mean I've been through it for sure. We've all been through it in one scenario or another. We're all on like this same journey, even if it looks different. We're all like feeling the same emotions and trying to learn a lot of the same lessons. And yeah, you know, I mean, I've definitely been in relationships where a clear boundary has been broken and I've been cheated on. And I've, mm, I'd say like the first time I did decide to just not, you know, not uh, leave the boundary up. I mean, I did, but I didn't, I like, I, I was, it was malleable. It wasn't a, it wasn't a strict boundary. It wasn't a solid boundary anymore. And it ended up, of course, the relationship crumbled because no boundary. 
there was what I thought was my boundary and it was broken. Now I didn't feel strong enough to have that boundary back. And so even though you try to like make everything go back to normal, it never will. It's never going back to normal. And of course the relationship didn't last, but I know, and that's why you live and you learn. And I know now on the other side of it, there's just, I, why would I want to do, I'm not doing that again. There's no and, way I'm doing and that the again. more important thing, just to demonstrate the point of like not sticking to your boundaries how did you feel when you didn't stay true to your true oh, yeah. boundary? Like I didn't, that's where the disempowerment yeah. comes in. Exactly. I felt weak. I didn't trust him ever again. And every time he left, I would get super paranoid and super insecure. And it was just like, you ne- you some of it you can never, ever get back. I don't care how many times they apologize or how many, how forgiving you really are. You're wounded at that point the whole relationship is wounded and sometimes it never goes back to normal. And if you're listening and this has happened to you and your relationship is back to normal, great. That is amazing for you. I'm so happy for you. It did not work that way for me. And I guess somewhere in my head, I kind of knew it wouldn't because I I knew I would never be able to be as vulnerable with him as I once was, you know, it was just, yeah, it was. So in a way, I guess I did stick to my boundary. It just took me a lot longer than I wanted to. (laughs) Yeah. You eventually got around (laughs) to honoring your boundary. (laughs) <laughs> the important thing you learned. Um, but oh, man. as far as like boundaries and manifesting goes, I'm actually, I wrote a whole chapter about this in my new book that I've been working on forever, which hopefully can I can finish this year, but I'm letting it unfold naturally. So I can't really give you a time. Can't rush these things. When it's going to be done. Yeah. A lot of the book is channeled through me, like directly from the universe or whatever you want to call it. And a lot of it is from my own life experience. So these things take time to accumulate. But anyway, what I was saying is I'm writing a whole chapter on boundaries because they're so important to create a container for manifesting. And what I mean when I say Mm -hmm. container is I'm going to give you an analogy. An analogy. This will help you to visualize. So let's say your boundaries are in the form of a swimming pool. And the thing that you want to manifest is going to show up in said pool as water. If you have weak boundaries or you don't even know your boundaries, you basically are working with a kiddie pool that has many holes in it. So it's not going to be able to hold a lot of water. And if any water comes in, it's going to seep out all the holes. Every time you break one of your own boundaries, you create a hole. You're puncturing the pool, okay? Now imagine you have really strong, really clear boundaries. You know who you are. You know what you want. You know what you're willing to accept and not to accept. Now you've got like a $90,000 Southern California pool building infinity in your backyard. Pool. Yeah, a special bougie-ass infinity pool <laughs> that will hold lots of water. And every time you stick to your boundary, it's like you're patching up those old holes and leaks. You're strengthening your container for manifesting. You're becoming that much more magnetic because every time you stick to your boundary, you're like, universe, this is how it's got to be. And that's it. That's my exacting standard. I'm not going below that. Mm-hmm. It's and when, powerful. That's that's a really I love that metaphor. I, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get rid of that visual anytime soon, which is a good thing. Like I love that visual because every time I imagine it now, it's gonna be this amazing sparkly infinity pool <laughs> with like really cement walls or whatever. Um and that's that's true. I'm glad that you mentioned too, like this every time you stick to a boundary, you're repairing the past, which is so important to know. Like once once you're, you, you've made your boundaries malleable, they don't have to stay that way. It's just a decision. It's a decision that you, that what you want is, is important and that you are a priority. And every time you make that decision in the right, in the, in the way that benefits you and honors you, yeah, it's repairing itself, which is so cool. Um, there's something I was going to say 
about that and boundaries, but I don't remember what it was. So you should probably keep talking before I think it'll come back to you. It'll come back. (laughs) But what I'm going to say is this is kind of tricky because boundary work is going to look different for everyone. If you're already a really self-loving, um, empowered person who really knows your worth, it's going to be so easy to create and stick to boundaries and realize what your boundaries are. If you're someone who has basically been Um, trained into codependent patterns or has been trained to kind of lose your sense of identity or let's say growing up you had to please a lot of people around you, you might not really have a strong sense of self-worth and you it might be a little trickier to figure out what your boundaries are because you don't really know where you end and another starts because you're always pleasing others. Um, So it's going to take a little more healing to do this boundary work, but that's totally okay. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, but I don't know what my boundaries are. I don't have the confidence to stick to them. You can get there. It'll just take more time. Yeah. So how do you know uh, if a boundary is yours or someone else's? Like how do you know if you're thinking of it or if it's just an echo from someone else? Um, well, I do this with any type of thought. I always question where it's coming from. Is this my personal truth Or is this something that was modeled to me and I just, without thinking, adopted this pattern or this belief or this truth that was actually not mine? It was bestowed onto me from someone else unconsciously. So the path to awareness is always about questioning. Is this me? Is this Mm -hmm. my truth? How does this feel in my body when I think this thought? Exactly. Um, Do I have resistance to this belief? Um, Is my heart feeling open or closed when I'm thinking this? All these types of tools can help you to figure out if it's yours or um, someone else's. And I was going to say too, I think in the beginning, if you're not sure and everything you think of, you have to question if it's yours or someone else's. If you're not sure, go with this first. If it feels good, it's probably fine <laughs> until you probably. can get more information yeah, like on it. 90% it, of the time, <laughs> trustworthy. Yeah. If it feels good and it feels like something that would honor you, even, even um, theoretically, like even if you can't step into that feeling of honor in, in the moment, if you feel like it's something down the road that could bring you your highest good or that could honor you in some way, go just go with it and then see what happens. And if it changes, it changes. Everything can be adjusted and, and everything can evolve in that way. Um, this is something I want to talk about um, because I know we're talking a lot about like you have to stick to your boundaries, which you do. You have to know what your boundaries are, which you absolutely do. When are boundaries not beneficial to manifesting? When are boundaries like actually a detriment to you instead of a benefit? Yeah, this is such a good question because I feel like if you become too extreme with your boundaries and your boundaries are limiting you instead of freeing you from limitation, that's when you've gone too far with your boundaries and now they're detrimental instead of beneficial. So let's say, for example, if you've created a lot of boundaries based out of fear, um, Let's say if you've had interrelational trauma and someone betrayed you and now you don't trust anybody and your boundary is I'm not going to let anyone in ever again because I got hurt once in the past. That would be an example of now your boundaries are hurting you. They're not making life better. They're actually starving you from connection. Sorry. I just really obviously hinted at you. Oh, yeah. That was a personal (laughs) example, by the way. (laughs) If you get traumatized and then you stop trusting people, um, you're letting your boundaries hurt you. And boundaries are not meant to be a fence that keeps people out. And I know James kind of talked a little bit about this on his episode when we interviewed him. Boundaries are meant to 
James Spirit Wolf. If anybody yes. is wondering. Wolf Spirit Love. Wolf Spirit out. Love. Yeah, that's Shout right. out to James. Um, <laughs> he was saying that boundaries are really kind of synonymous with preferences. It's not that a boundary is meant to keep someone out or keep someone in, especially when it comes to boundaries and relationships. It's actually setting your preferences for how you would like to relate to this person. Like if you didn't set any boundaries with people, it would actually be because you don't care to like have them in your life. But if you want to have a relationship with someone, then the healthy thing to do is to be like, okay, I want to relate to you in this way. This is what works for me. And that's my boundary. That's actually really what that is. If you're having a conversation like this with someone, you're saying, I still want you in my life. And this is how it works for me to best have you in my life. I'm not kicking you out. This isn't offense. Like don't come in warning sign, beware of dog. Like it's not like that. (laughs) It's actually, this is the way that I feel best relating to you. Um, so here's my boundary slash here's my preference. And we can get into the whole, um, preference, boundary synonymous debate because me and Lindsay were talking about this before the show. Um, but first, before we dive into that, because I know it's going to take some time, um, <laughs> we want to give a shout out to our newest sponsor, Future, who is super awesome because it's basically a way to help you to get into shape for 2020 because you guys know as well as I do how hard it can be to stick to a fitness routine. Maybe you're one of those people who knows exactly what you're doing, but you just need some new ways to take your workouts to the next level. Or maybe you have no idea what the F you're doing and you just need a baseline to help you reach your goals. I'm someone who goes to the gym pretty often. I would say at least three times a week. Um, But a personal trainer is so helpful because like I don't actually know on a professional level exactly what I'm doing. I just know what I like and what feels good in my body. (laughs) But it's nice to have some direction and some encouragement and some support. So like on those days when I'm like, ah, should I go? Should I not go? Having a trainer is like the difference from like, okay, my trainer is going to be like sad with me if I don't go. I don't want to disappoint this person and I want to do what's best for me. So having a trainer in 2020 could literally be like the difference between you reaching your goals or not. I feel like solely for the accountability factor, but future is really cool because it's basically an app where you're connected with personal trainers. So Lindsay, tell them a little bit more about the cool things about it. So I love that you are kind of an active person. I'm not, I think the last time I was in a gym was probably senior year of high school. I'm not even kidding. So I don't know. I literally don't know what I'm doing. Um, I love future because one of my 2020 goals, like I did the whole 20 goals for 2020 and there's some of them are small. Some of them are bigger intentions, but one of them was just, just get active, just get active. We'll see what happens. Um, so I love future because it pairs you up with one of their world-class trainers and coaches to create your personalized workout plan, no matter where you're starting from. If you're a beginner like me, intermediate, I'd say that's where Kelsey probably is or advanced. Um, They tailor it specifically to your schedule, your routine, your goals, and your progress. Your coach checks in with you daily to keep you on track with accountability, sending texts, making adjustments to your routine, and following your progress logged on your Apple Watch. Now, if you don't have an Apple Watch, this is absolutely not a deal breaker because when you sign up to train with Future, they send you everything you need, including an Apple Watch, which is so cool. So guys, don't overpay for a trainer this year or this decade. Get the workouts you need (laughs) to meet all your fitness goals and take your trainer with you wherever you go with future. I love that when I signed up, which by the way, took like two seconds, she immediately, my trainer immediately sent me like a a welcome video, which I thought at the time was like, oh yeah, that's cute. She sends it to everybody, which she might, but it's a personal message. Like I opened it and it said, Hey Lindsay, welcome. I'm so happy to be working with you, which I thought was just amazing. It was so cool. 
Yeah. It's really nice to have supportive relationships in your life. Like if you think of your favorite celebrity and you're like, oh, it looks like they have it all together. It's because they have a whole team of people (laughs) supporting them. They have a nutritionist. They have a personal trainer. They have a stylist. They have a feng shui expert. They have a therapist. They have a Reiki person. Like it takes a village, you know? So build your village, get that support for 2020 and sign up for future today with tryfuture.com slash vibin and you will get 50% off your first month. So that's tryfuture.com slash vibin for 50% off your first month, which is already cheaper than going to a place to actually have your own. Yeah. 50% off. Yeah. You're going to thank us for this one, guys. 50% off your first month, tryfuture.com slash V-I-B-I-N. Preferences versus boundaries, Kels. Now we had this little debate (laughs) before the show Because Kelsey will have this like epiphany, this inspiration, which I'm always on board with. And she has the best ideas for show topics. And this one, when she brought it to me, was like, yeah, yeah, boundaries. Cool. Boundaries, you need need boundaries. You need to stick to boundaries. But then when she started talking, I started like giving her side eye a little bit. (laughs) She started like veering off into an alley that I am not necessarily 100% on board with. So who knows what's going to happen in this conversation. No matter what, Kelsey, I love you. I'll see you on the other side. But- She was saying, I know I'm like so dramatic. She was saying that preferences and boundaries were essentially the same thing. And I was countering with, well, a preference is something that you prefer, but you're open to other. Like she used the, the, what was it? Ice cream. A a boundary she said would be, I like vanilla, you like chocolate and that's okay. I said, well, yeah, that's absolutely okay. But, but a preference is I like vanilla, but I'm still okay with trying chocolate. A boundary is I like vanilla. I am not trying chocolate. Chocolate is the devil. You know, that's dramatic too. <laughs> well, but like me, it's something you won't step over for. So you know what I mean? Me, yes, I do know what you mean. Let me rephrase my definition because I was basically saying that um, boundaries and preferences are synonymous, but maybe a more accurate way of conveying what I'm trying to say is that boundaries are how you stick to your preferences. Okay. So your preferences will lead you to your boundaries. When well, you this realize- cage match was very anticlimactic because <laughs> when now <you> realize- <laughs> I'm on your side again. <laughs> okay. So now we're more on the same page. So yes. when you realize what your preferences are, then you can exercise boundaries around those preferences, which, which is why I feel like they're so similar. And you could say that a boundary is basically a preference. I think a preference, like if you take a preference to the extreme, then it be, it like grows up into a boundary. Like what it wants to be <laughs> it when it grows, grows up, up is a boundary. But a preference <laughs> as a baby is just like, well, yeah, I like this, but you know, I'm open to others. Preference. Okay. Yes. Got it. I do agree that they do belong in the same family because it's about what's important to you and what you value, which I know you also mentioned was in the family, preferences, values, and boundaries. Um, yeah. Was there anything else that, that we were disagreeing on? I think that was basically Um, the thing. Well, we were also talking about how I was saying that we actually don't really realize how many boundaries we have because we only become aware of our boundaries when it becomes a problem in relationships, especially in that context. So like if my preference is vanilla ice cream and Lindsay's preference is chocolate ice cream, those might be boundaries that don't matter because they're not negative. They're not negatively affecting our relationship at all. But if my, um, if there's only one scoop of vanilla ice cream left and I like vanilla and Lindsay likes vanilla (laughs) and my boundary is, well, I want to fucking eat that vanilla. And so is hers. Then that's where it becomes a problem. We're like, well, either we're going to have to share this 
or I'm going to have to give it up to you and sacrifice my personal preference this time around or whatever it is. That's when you have to go into the problem solving mode to figure it out and hopefully find a win-win situation, which would in that case would be, okay, let's just share the ice cream so we can both have what we want. (laughs) I would give you the last scoop because behind my back, I would probably have another half gallon of chocolate. I always have ice cream. I just always do. I I, I like that. I was saying that um, we were kind of not arguing about, but we were discussing was that I have come to adopt into my definition of boundary. A boundary is just something that makes you uniquely you. So um, it doesn't have to be good or bad or a conflict or not a conflict. It could just be like, because I have a body and you have a body, our boundaries are like energetic containers for us, right? Even though our aura goes outside of our body, um, like it looks like Kelsey's body is Kelsey. The, the body is like the boundary for everything inside of the body, if that makes sense as an example, which I know it's not technically correct because it's kind of I'm like- trying, I'm trying. I'm like my, my foot's on the train. <laughs> I'm not on the train yet because I'm not really <laughs> sure where it's going. Okay. So it's going to a place- that is boundaries are not just things in relationships. Boundaries are anything that defines you as an individual person. So like if I like rose quartz and you like clear quartz, that's But all see, those aren't boundaries. boundaries. Those are preferences. Those aren't ba- – a boundary is, to me, this is my office, my sacred space. My children are not allowed in here because this is my boundary. This is, this is my safe space. In between the hours of whatever it might be that day, 11 to 4, 10 to 3, my boundary is this is my time. This is my workspace. You're not coming in. And I don't care what you need. You have a babysitter. You have your dad. You know, go do that. This is my boundary. Ba- and they know not to do that. I also set a boundary. It's usually not entering rooms, but I also set a boundary where if I'm in the room, in my bedroom with the baby and the door's closed, it usually means the baby's asleep. Do not come in under any circumstances. See, that's a boundary. If it were a preference, like, oh, I'd prefer you didn't come in, but they would hear, oh yeah, she, I'm totally going in there. It, I think, I think the, the gray area with us is that I believe that boundaries are clear cut. Boom. This is not something that I think is okay. A preference is like, well, I'd prefer that, but my life's not going to end if if something else happens. Yeah. Am I am so I speaking like language or you, no? No, okay. you feel like boundaries are more strong versions of preferences. Basically, absolutely. Like the ice cream version is a perfect example for a preference. I prefer chocolate, which is actually true. I do prefer chocolate. A boundary is, I'm only to eat ice cream on Fridays because the rest of the week I'm going to be healthy. That's a, that's a personal boundary that I will not have ice yeah. cream. So you feel like boundary is a strong word. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to make the word less strong because I feel like when it's too strong, we can get into trouble and it limits. I feel like the word boundaries has like a limiting connotation, but if we make it more casual, then it can be more open. But there's a word for the casual version and that's preferences. <laughs> Okay, well, this there's is already a word for it. Don't boundaries. I think much. boundaries need to have a lot of weight behind them because you need to know what's important to you. You need to, and you can change your boundaries, but there's yeah. it doesn't mean they're not strong. It doesn't mean they're it's not a, a heavy word, and it's supposed to be a heavy word. You know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> but yeah. you don't agree. I want to hear. Well, I, I want to hear your perspective. Okay. I just have a new perspective that I've been playing with. But that doesn't mean mine's wrong or yours wrong. Like nobody has to be right. So you're just saying 
the word, but you, do you just not want to use the word boundary or you're just saying, let's just use it. However, I'm just also giving a definition to boundary. That is boundaries. Aren't just creating rules in your life. Boundaries are also what defines you and makes you unique. And there's nothing bad or wrong about that because no, we don't notice boundaries until they start clashing. But values and preferences, I feel like are more what you're talking about. And boundaries for me and in my experience have been things that like, I'm going to honor myself in this way. I'm not budging on this thing. Preferences. Sure. I'll budge on a preference. Sure. I'll budge on a value maybe depending on what it is. But a boundary is like, I have created this sacred, whatever boundary for myself, whether it's self-care, whether it's, um, no cheating in a relationship, whether it's, you know, it's things that I feel like I will not tolerate. So that's, I think that's the word I'm looking for. Boundaries are something that beyond that you will not tolerate. And I yeah. feel like everyone should have something like that in their lives. Well, everybody they just does, won't budge on. but it's just, are you aware? <laughs> so what are your okay. like, I won't budge on this thing? Um, okay. So I'll give an example. So I, in my relationships with friends, I talked about this on another episode. I prefer to be in relationships with people who try back. So if I put in effort, I expect the other person to also put in a certain amount of effort. Like I don't expect them to be perfect, but if they're not trying, then I would set a boundary and be like, Hey, I can't be your friend because I prefer to be friends with people who actually try back. So this is me exerting my boundary. I can't be your friend anymore. Sorry. It's not personal. It's just, that's how I prefer to live my life. And so I'm saying this is what I'll tolerate and I'm not going to tolerate how it is right now. So we can change the relationship or we can end the relationship. When somebody enters into your life, do you make your boundary clear or your expectation, I guess, clear Um, as like, here's how I am a friend and this is what I expect in return? Yeah, I do like to say it verbally and not in like a weird way, but like I usually, I mean, I guess <laughs> Thank it's weird because not, not Please that sit down. Have like super <laughs> conscious relationships, but when you're relating to someone really consciously, I think a good thing to do in the beginning is like, hey, here's how I prefer to relate to people and here's what I need in a relationship. Um, are you willing to fulfill any of those needs? Does it feel good for you yeah. to do those things for me? Um, and is this in alignment with how you like to be in relationships? And if it is, we'll proceed. Cool. Let's do the things. It's going to be great. And if not, then that's fine too. Like I'll still love you and respect you, but I just might relate to you in a different way or not at all. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing too, like whether or not you sit them down super weird way, not that I know your, your way is it, but the, what I'm picturing is like, have a seat here, take this pen and paper. You'll need to sign something at the end of this conversation. Here's what I want out of this relationship. But how easy, how much easier would life be if that's the way, like if that was the normal way to do things, like everyone knows what's expected of them. You know, we have an agreement, here we go. But that's not to say that it's not acceptable or okay throughout a relationship, which I believe that's what a relationship is mostly about is evolving with the person. You learn the other person and you, you get to decide along the way, if you're willing to fulfill their needs, as well as you get to decide along the way, if you want them to fulfill your needs kind of thing. So I think it all involves a a bit of evolution and trying things and, and communication. Um, and, and whether it ha- like I said, whether it happens the first time you meet someone or the second or like in the beginning of a relationship, I think it should happen in the beginning of a, of a romantic relationship. Especially. People that. need to <laughs> lay out what they expect from the relationship and see if the other person is on board or if they have a completely different view of what it should be. Um, 
Yeah. So I, I, I definitely am on board with that. So you like somebody who meets you halfway. Yeah. 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 Equal effort. I like some that. in some degree. Um, and then to take boundaries out of a relationship context, because it's we could talk about relationship boundaries all day, but you also have boundaries with yourself. You also yeah. have boundaries with areas of your life. So like another personal boundary is um, because I prefer to not drink alcohol, I hardly ever drink. And if I have more than one or two glasses of wine in one month, I, that's where I draw the line and that's the boundary. Like if I have, dude, I would that, love to like see you on month. two glasses of wine. Oh I my would... God. I'd be so drunk after two glasses. Even okay, one, one glass, glass, I'm like <laughs> I would love it. Or... I would love it. I've had, I don't know why, but I have had a crazy amount of friends in my life who just don't drink. And I feel like it's not normal to not drink, but in a good, like, I feel like it's a great thing that you just have that thing. Like I just don't, it's just not my thing. I just don't drink. I think that's amazing. I don't know why I know so many people that are like that, but it's that's really, good. yeah, it's really cool. More but it like just me. makes me think like, it's such a like deep, dark, like thought in my head of like, it's the same when I meet a vegan. I'm like, come on, just eat a burger, please. I want to <laughs> see what you'd look. I want to see what happens if you eat a burger, a deep, dark which thought. I never say out loud. Cause it's so disrespectful. <laughs> and so like, but it's not meant to be that way. It's just like, Oh, creature you you're like a new creature from a from like a planet I'm not familiar with I want to see how you relate in my world you know that kind of thing but it'd be so fun to like hey guys join our patreon because if we get 50 people she's coming to Vegas and I will give her a glass of wine and then we can live stream I'll get drunk on video (laughs) (laughs) she'll be like let me draw you a card like I feel like you being drunk would be just like more witchy but in like the best way it's basically like that Anyway, um, so anyway, so I'm just like going down this list to give examples. Can I give so one more? you gave uh, relationships, you gave your boundary with alcohol. Yeah, mm-hmm. give me another one. Um, another example would be I prefer to have a certain dollar amount in the bank at all times. Like, oh, I like that one. So my boundary is if it gets below that amount, I need to do something about it, mm-hmm. like urgently, to, because my anxiety feels the safest when I have this certain number cushion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like I could also enforce that boundary by being like, oh, well, I'm not going to spend X amount because that would pull too much into my number that I like to have a certain way. So there's so many different ones. You can exercise boundaries in your life. Um, yeah. Turning off your phone at a certain time every day, that's a boundary of mine because I prefer to not yep. be bothered after 9 p.m. I don't want to be texting everyone and on Instagram and watching YouTube and I don't want anyone to call me. <laughs> so right? my boundary is I put it on silent and that's the thing. So now like by giving these examples, you guys can kind of see how this can really up your quality of life because yeah. when you stick to your preferences, you create these boundaries, you can have a really – strong, awesome, consistent experience. Yeah. And it's also a nice way, like when you have these, I guess what I'll use your pool example, these solid walls to your pool and these things that like your manifestation or your intentions can't really escape outside of these boundaries because you have such a secure, eh, what'd you call it? An encasement, a a container. Container. Yeah. Let's do the flip side of the coin because I, we could talk about where we're good at boundaries all day, but I want to go back and forth and maybe talk out where we could be doing better because I have a few things to say about that one. Yeah, go for um, it. Oh, you want me to go first? Oh, crap. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could be doing better with my boundaries when it comes to my my work hours because I will have like like for my kids in my office, I'm in my office for a set number of hours and then I leave. But just because I'm not – 
in my office doesn't mean I still don't check email when I shouldn't. I still don't like worry about stuff. Like if I get um, an email from someone who's saying like an, a link isn't working or something, I will go back upstairs, <laughs> go fix it, or I'll call somebody to fix it right away. And it's like, I really wish I could just set the hours and just have that be it. Because if you call like AT&T, your local AT&T after seven or eight or whenever they close, you get the answering service, right? Like that is expected. Yeah, they have a boundary. <laughs> they have a boundary. <laughs> they have a stronger boundary. So I would, I could definitely have, they absolutely do because they want to go home and enjoy their families. And yeah. I'll be sitting on my couch watching Netflix with my kids and I'll look down at my phone and I'll be like, oh no, I have to go take care of this right now. Of course I don't have to take care of it right now, but I won't stop thinking about it. So I really feel like maybe like after I come downstairs from my office, I should just turn my email off or whatever. Not necessarily my phone, but my email definitely, because there's nothing that stresses me out more than seeing somebody who needs something and I'm downstairs. So that's where I could be doing better. That's a good where example. Could, where could you be doing better? Um, I could probably be doing better around my boundaries with food. I'm very lax about what I put into my body because I don't subscribe to the whole notion of like, oh, because this food is bad for me, I'm going to gain five pounds mm-hmm. or because this food is bad for me, I'm hurting myself. Like a lot mm-hmm. of times I'll eat from a place of self-love and like yeah. I just really want the mac and cheese and that's what feels best for my soul and it doesn't affect my body negatively because I'm not sensitive when it comes to food. So I just go for it. So I guess right now I would say I eat like 75% healthy and like 25% not the best ever. So I'd probably just like to up my percentage to like – 80, 20, or like 90, 10. Okay. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you. If you, like you say, you're not sensitive to gaining weight or like having these negative side effects with food and eating unhealthy. Um, I'm the same way. I don't see really anything happen if I eat five Twinkies in a row. Mm -hmm. Why then would you decide to eat healthy? Like what's the motivation for you to eat healthy and to make that a boundary even? Um, Just because I value wellness and I value high frequency living and I know that food does carry frequency to a degree. Um, so it would just be like a nitpicky thing about my life to like make it even better. Like that's a part of my life where I feel like I have room for improvement. Like I, I will never feel, I can feel all the smacks across our faces right now as we're talking about like, Oh yeah, I don't gain weight. But that doesn't mean like I'm tired all the time. My skin could be better. Like I do see side effects from eating unhealthy. It's just not on the scale. So I'm sorry for anyone who's like, yeah, I mean, when I, <laughs> ate pa- when I ate pasta 24 seven all the time, that was all I survived off of. I was really tired all the time. I didn't have yeah. any energy because all I ate was like these empty carbohydrates. I know. Like I definitely <laughs> feel the, the, what is it? Lethargy or lethargy? How do you say it? Lethargy. lethargy. I lethargy. feel it yeah. when I'm eating bad and I'm like, I can't do anything. And I, it's the, it's like terrible. It's such a terrible feeling. Yeah, well, it comes down to like your value. Like do you value instant satisfaction or do you value long-term health? Like what yeah, do you exactly. value more? And that's how you're going to either stick to a boundary or not stick to a boundary, which leads me to the topic of values because I want to get into that. Um, but first, let's talk a little bit about our next sponsor, which is Skillshare, which we've been mentioning a couple times because we really love it. And it's a really cool online platform for you to take classes that are about a wide, wide range of topics. Lindsay, tell them what's up. 
Yeah, guys. So Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics including illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. It offers classes designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You can learn and grow with short classes that fit any kind of busy routine or schedule. I love the productivity masterclass being somebody who owns my own business. I love classes that center around like staying on task because that's a challenge for me sometimes. <laughs> Kelsey knows. Uh, bookkeeping, I really like those too because I like knowing where money where my money's going and staying accountable uh, with my income that way. And I also, for fun, I'm taking a style your space creative tips for interior design class because I'm in the process of like figuring out what to do with all this wall space. And I cannot wait to learn more about interior design. Maybe I'll start a side business. Who knows? Um, guys, so if you want to take <laughs> take advantage of this uh, offer with Skillshare, you guys get two whole months of unlimited access to all of their classes, which are thousands uh, for free. So you can get started today and join by heading to Skillshare.com forward slash Vibin. And uh, once again, that's Skillshare.com forward slash V-I-B-I-N and get two months for free. Yeah, which is really cool. And it's already a super affordable service. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month and you get access to thousands of classes Mm -hmm. on all these topics. So definitely- We just gave you like four topics. There's thousands. (laughs) Yeah, there's literally thousands of really awesome classes on here and you can learn all types of fun stuff. And it's just another way to grow, which if you value growth, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do, then you should go check it out. Another one of my 2020 goals- 20 goals for 2020, which guys, if you want to do this, by the way, make a list, 20 goals for 2020, and you'll see how fast that thing fills up. Like I have little Mm -hmm. ones and then uh, I have some bigger ones, but one of them is, like I said, getting active, which hello, future. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bless. The other one is learn something new, which I know that's easy to say, oh, you learn something new every day, which you kind of do, but I want to learn a skill. I want to learn something tangible. Like with, when I was studying hypnotherapy, I was learning new things all the time around hypnotherapy. So like EFT or animal communication, which was a really fun one, or like past life regression. Like there's always extra classes to take. And this learn something new goal is about like, I want to get back into that. And I want to learn something to expand my practice or expand my knowledge. And I think this is a great way to do that. So if you guys want to learn something new, go for it. I I will never stop learning. (laughs) No, that's the whole fun. That's the it's fun. part of being here, right? It's one of my values, learning, learning, growth, learning, education. Learning. Um, so let's go to some practical tools to kind of wrap up the whole preferences and boundaries talk, and then we'll jump into values. I feel like something that has helped me get clear about my preferences and boundaries is either experiencing contrast in yeah. the past where I was living things that weren't the way that I preferred them to be. And I got mad about it. And then I realized, oh, I actually prefer it to be this way. So I'm going to create a boundary and then I'm going to stick to it. Um, But also just, I mean, it can be as simple as getting out a list and writing down what are some of my preferences in life? How do I prefer to live my life um, regarding my career? Like I personally prefer to do things that are fun. I prefer to make money in a fun way. I will never have a job that sucks or that I hate. (laughs) I will never succumb to doing something (laughs) that I don't like just to make a dollar. Like that's where my boundary is. Um, 
Like just make a list. What do I prefer in relationships? How do I prefer to relate to people? How do I prefer to dress every day? How do I prefer that my house is all the time? Mm -hmm. How do I prefer um, that my health is? Um, You can do this in every major area of of your life. What do I prefer? What are my preferences? And how can I start sticking to them more strongly um, to create that self-trust and that awesome manifesting container? And a great way to start if you if you're one of those people listening that are like I just don't know. I don't know. I got my pen, I got my paper and I still don't know. Write down categories. So like you said, mm-hmm. in your house, in your relationships, in your body, in your job, whatever it is, and then tick off little bullet points of what when you find yourself happiest in those areas. So like in my home, I'm the happiest when everything is decluttered. So yes. one of my boundaries could be I will make sure that it's decluttered at least one counter a day or at least one small space a day or a week or whatever. It's amazing, that feeling. In your relationships, when am I happiest in relationships? And then you can write stuff down that makes you happiest in relationships. And then from that list, that little teeny tiny list, or maybe big, who knows, you can decide what your boundaries could evolve to from there. Yeah. So really easy. Like there's no way you can mess this up. (laughs) There's no way you can like get a wrong answer. And then when you become conscious of what your preferences are, start sticking to them. That's how you're going to build trust with yourself. That's how you're going to create your best life. That's how you're going to show the universe what's up and who's boss and what you're willing to tolerate and what you're not. Um, So moving on to values, values play into boundaries and preferences because your values will kind of lead you to your yeah. preferences, which leads you to your boundaries. So like, for example, Lindsay, can you list some of the things that you value just in life in general? I value I value feeling like I don't have to do anything. That's one thing that I value a lot. I love it when I can just have some peace and quiet and know that I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be anywhere. I have zero responsibility for that moment. That is a huge value for me. Even if I have to manufacture those moments, Mm -hmm. it's something that I really do value a lot. It's really easy to get caught up in everything you have to do in a day and all the responsibilities. So it's nice to have that like suspension of everything. Um, Another thing I value is being heard Mm -hmm. and being understood. Mm -hmm. I know that's probably true for everybody listening. Yes. Yeah. You want to be heard. You, you want to be understood. And when you know this about yourself, then you can look for people who can hear you and who yeah. can understand you. And that's how it develops into you living your best life. If you didn't Absolutely. know this, you could just be in a relationship with anyone that you gravitate towards. And then if they're not hearing you and seeing you, and then yeah. you wonder why you're upset, it's because you're not <laughs> getting your need met from your value, the yep. thing that you value the most in life. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So that's a big one. Um, What else do I value? I value money, but not in like an unhealthy way. I think it's absolutely essential that you, that you value money because money is just a frequency and it's just a tool. And I really value the tool. (laughs) Yeah. For me, I value financial stability. So exactly. um, I probably wouldn't pick a partner who like gambles all our money away. Oh (laughs) my gosh. That would cause me a lot of turmoil because it goes against my value. I would run so fast and so far. <laughs> that happened. Um, yeah, financial stability, big one. Stability in general. I've had a, I've had challenges with stability my whole life, and I think stability for me is a huge one. Just to be able to know you have a home base, 
Yeah. That's not going anywhere unless you decide. You can find them out from all the pain points of your past and your present. Anytime you're not getting a major need met and you feel pain, that's usually pointing to one of your core values, something that you really value about life. And that's when you need to be like, okay, this is what I value. Now I'm going to go in the direction of getting this need met for myself, getting this value as more of a part of my life. I'm going to look for people who can um, sustain this type of life with me where my values can be honored and respected and fulfilled. Yeah. And if you're in – if you have acquaintances and people that are important to you around you, at the time of discovery, you know, like I did, I had – I was married already. By the time I figured out I wanted to do hypnosis, hello, (laughs) hey, Mm -hmm. husband, can I please do this like crazy thing? And you know what he said? If you want to do it, absolutely. Absolutely. There was no hesitation. And that is all we can hope for anyone like around you as a support system. You need people supporting your intentions and your your goals and your dreams uh, to keep yourself accountable, to give you fuel and to keep you motivated and to know that you are valued and you are valued in what you want and that, you know, you have that kind of teammate. So if you don't have anybody like that, find them. Find your tribe because you need Start it. Looking. Yes. Yeah. And if you already have those people, that means it's the best thing in the world. It really is to yeah. have so somebody you just value backing you. People who support you. Support. Yeah. yeah I don't support. know. May, does that go under understanding? Because I feel like he – well, maybe yeah, he mean, did. I'm sure he didn't similar. understand at the time. He was probably like, what are you doing? <laughs> but uh, he didn't let it show. similar. Um, yeah. For me, some examples, I really value connection. Yeah presence, intimacy. So like in all of my relationships, I really go deep. Um, I don't really value like surface level stuff as much as I value like intense, not intense, but I really value um, connection. And I feel the most connected with people when I really understand them and they really understand me, which requires some vulnerability, requires some intimacy. Um, I'm not just talking about physical. I'm talking about on all levels, especially emotionally. Um, some other values of mine, I really value beauty. Like I love for everything around me to be beautiful. So my home, my outfit, my makeup, as some of you know, I'm a cosmetologist part-time. So I even love making other people look more beautiful. That's one of my like biggest (gasps) values in life. Okay. We get 50 patrons. You fly here. You get drunk on wine. You do my makeup. We record it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Dude, uh, this what's is gonna the be so link? Fun. We need to send the peeps. Oh, right. Patreon.com forward slash high vibe. You can yeah. join three different tiers. Each one will get you a different level of bonuses and exclusive content. Yeah. And if you get uh, the second or third tier, I can't remember, you get dis- actual discounts that are good anytime. So yeah, check Patreon, out Patreon is a way for you to support the show if you're a fan and it's been helping to improve your life and you get bonus content and goodies and discounts and extra videos and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. Value. No, that's fine. <laughs> back to the values. What else do I value? I really value growth, personal growth. So how this would look in like my preferences and boundaries is because I value growth, I prefer to be in relationships with people who can keep up with me, people who also mm-hmm. value growth because I hate when I have to outgrow someone and then it's either they don't come and then the relationship is no more or um, yeah. it creates a big severing in the relationship where it's just too painful. 
Um, and of course I learned this the painful way that I value growth and some people don't, and that's okay that they don't. Now yeah. I just know that I'm looking for people who also have similar values. Cause that's when you can create the most harmonious relationships that are super compatible. Um, like I said, financial security, I really value, um, being in states of non-resistance. So this is my new way of saying feeling good because I think when people say feel good, they just assume happiness, but it's not only happiness. It's also being in any emotional state and being okay with that flowing. Mm -hmm. I value flow, non-resistance. Um, so yeah, those are some examples. And like we said, how to get to them is look at your pain points. Where did you have unmet needs that caused you pain? That's probably pointing you to a value. And then once you realize what your values are, how can you go in the direction of them? Mm -hmm. And if we haven't said it this plainly before, I hope we're being clear here, like getting your values clear, getting your, um, your boundaries clear and getting your preferences clear is the best and most direct way to set those intentions in an intentional way. Cause we're always setting intentions, right? But we have to be intentional with setting our intentions. And when, when you use that swimming pool analogy or metaphor, yes, that is absolutely what it is by getting clear with these things, you're putting in that swimming pool, what you are hoping to, what, what you are intending to manifest. And it's just the best way to do that. Because once you go outside of that, you'll realize the contrast and you'll redirect. No, I don't want that. This is what I want. This is what I want. So, yeah. And then on a physical level, you have a clear roadmap to help yeah. you manifest the thing that you're after. When you know you value connection, then you go for relationships that make you feel connected and you stay away from ones that you can tell aren't going to help you do that. Or you realize yeah. over time, this isn't for me. I'm sticking to my boundary. Um, I This is my preference and this is what I value, you know? So it's all about doing the work to get there and don't beat yourself up if you can't figure out what this is in five minutes. Like this is your lifelong yeah. journey. Okay. We're just trying to give some practical tips here. Yeah. So anyway, we hope you like this episode. We got to run, but there's a few things we want to mention first. Once again, go to patreon.com forward slash high vibe to become a patron and get Kelsey over here to Vegas to party with me and, uh, <laughs> and to support the show and get discounts and bonus content. Also, I'm taking clients now for 2020. So go to lindsayrobinson.com forward slash apply dash now to get uh, on my list to become a hypnotherapy client and release some stuff in 2020 and get what you actually want in life. And Kelsey, talk about your retreat. Yes, I have one, maybe two spots left for my self-love retreat in Mexico coming up in February. It's the 19th to the 23rd. We're spending five days in Puerto Vallarta and I am teaching you everything I know about self-love so that you can really, um, come into your best version of yourself. We'll definitely be doing some boundary work, figuring out what your values are and showing you how to implement this in your life. And also just helping you to love yourself without having to change who you are because you're already yeah. so lovely and so lovable if you could only see it. And I can see it with everyone and I can teach you how to see it. So that's one of my gifts that I really want to like bestow on everyone at the retreat. So if you're interested in that, go to KelseyAida.com forward slash retreat to apply. And in the meantime, we'll all these links will be put later. All these links will be put in the show description. So if you don't remember, just go to the show description, show notes, and you'll find all of it there. We love you guys so much and we will see you next week. Say bye, bye. Kelsey. Thanks bye. for listening. Talk to you later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of High Vibe In It. 
Be sure to join Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida for another great program next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to have you join us again soon.